What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This podcast brought to you by Ease, E-A-Z-E dot com. Promo code HAM, the best delivery platform to get the best legal, licensed, fully tested marijuana products delivered to you in California. Anyone 21 and over can get verified online in minutes. Come on, ease.com, promo code HAM, $20 off your first purchase, over $50 free delivery. Get it on. Our favorite moments from that from that article. So why don't we, maybe we should just go back and forth and just, you know, go through like six of, of the highlights. Okay, what was your favorite moment? So, it's first of all, let's all agree it's hard, right? I remember when uh, Bart uh, uh, Barstool did the, the Fry Festival draft, I kind of want to, Here's my first pick in the Fry in in the Fry Festival Barstool Rogers McCarthy article draft would be bragging to people that you coach Joe Montana when you coach Joe Montana on the Kansas City Chiefs, not like develop Joe Montana with Bill Walsh in the '80s 49ers. I think that's that would be my number one pick if we were if we're drafting here. Would be I'm I'm Joe Montana's coach. Oh, where'd you coach him? Well, Kansas City. My thing is with McCarthy on that one, is he going, I like, hey, guys, I fucking coach Joe Montana or, like, I coach Joe, like, joking around. And I think when you hate a guy, which the hate is really, really deep-seated on this one, like, it, it goes back to the, like, Aaron Rodgers, get over Alex Smith, man. I, I What I don't get about Rodgers is the hate from McCarthy, singer, like, I think it grew because he thinks he's dumb and all this other shit but starts on the most basic premise of you didn't like me, you liked the other guy, and you were a part of not picking me, even though, hey, Aaron, Mike Nolan was like a uh, – had Bill Belichickian power. He was a decision maker. Two, they had a GM. Like, you, he was the coordinator. So even if he liked like, – he wasn't in charge of the draft pick, and he was there one year. It wasn't like, you know, he spent five years with Alex, and that was his guy. He went – and then he comes to you, Aaron, and he was part with Ted of coaching Brett fucking Favre and saying, we're going to go with this guy. Like, that happened. So it's like Aaron's holding on to this Alex Smith ghost in the room 
like, hey, hey, a lot has happened since there. They chose you over Brett Favre. Literally, that happened. H- how does that not have any impact for Aaron? Like, you know what? These two guys, old Ted Thompson, who slurring his speech, want to sleep in meetings, and Bozo the Clown McCarthy here, like me enough to trade or cut or whatever. I can't even remember how they got rid of Favre. Brett fucking Favre. Not Alex Smith anymore. Brett Favre. Remember what a big deal that was? When it's like, God, Ted Thompson is going with this Aaron Rodgers guy. That's kind of crazy. He got what? I mean, they got crushed. So your so your destroyed. number one pick is holding the grudge against Alex Smith. G- guy, I think it's one of the crazier grudges. I mean, I I got some grudges, but for the most part, I feel like they are clown bozo the clown idiots, and like I don't think they're good people. Like the one thing you'd say, Aaron, I'm sure you've met Alex over the years, like. <laughs> Would you say one of the most universally liked humans in the league by other people in the league that they're just like, you know what, Alex is a pretty good guy. I, I get holding the grudge when the guy's a scumbag. But when the guy's a really nice guy and really your situation has become independent of his situation, they're just separate. They don't have any – they don't cross over at all. They're not like he became in their division and he beat him a couple times. Like they had nothing to do with each other, nothing. Even when the Niners started kicking the Packers' ass – Kaepernick was playing, not even Alex. It was it was always Kaepernick versus Rodgers. So it's like let it go. So I don't I don't get it, guy. I I I don't even it has nothing to do with Alex. It has nothing to do with Alex being likable or not. It's just he sat in that room for two and a half hours with his soul patch, and that that anger just you know you'll find whatever you need to find. I that, guess that, that's that's actually not my number one draft pick. Oh, okay. What's your number one draft pick? is the reflection on Aaron of how he looks like a royal scumbag for not liking his mom. I, I, I think it's historically families, rich, poor, any situation, the same sex, like a guy and their dad, a woman and their mom have butted heads. And I think historically a lot of siblings, for whatever reason, have not gotten along. Like that's not unnormal. It feels like typically, again, psychoanalyzing, that like the opposite, so like you and your mom or a woman, um, a daughter and their dad just have a unique relationship. And I, I don't know many people that are going to feel sympathy unless she like criminally tried to extort them or steal money or something. It's like, bro, you're going to never talk to your mother again. That to me, your that's mother. why like the Alex Smith grudge is so believable. Anyone that has a grudge against their mom can hold a grudge against Mike McCarthy and Alex Smith. Yeah, so – I, I think at the end of the day, my biggest takeaway, my number one draft pick on the article was like, Aaron Rodgers is a legit scumbag. I got, That's my takeaway. But here, here, the I, reason that's not as high for me is because we already knew about the thing with his family. Like, they, they did it on The Bachelor. They set a table for him and then kept shooting the door like he wasn't going to show up. I'm not, I'm not trying to diminish your pick. Uh, okay, I'm going to go with, to me— I just think when you, I just think when you read it, because, you know, in The Bachelor, you're like, God, this cheesy relationship or whatever. When you just read, like, God, he won't talk to his mom. The fire's happened. He didn't call. To me, the most relatable the, the, the most relatable thing in the article was Dewan Harris's quote early in the article. About how when you hate somebody and it just starts to fester and he's like, you just – you hate the way they breathe. You start to hate the way they chew. That was one where everyone, I think, who read that line was like, yes, I have hated the way somebody chews. I have hated yeah. the way somebody breathes. There is I've hated the way somebody just stands. 
There's no question about it. And it's a miracle they lasted this long, John. Really, part, That was part of my takeaway. I was like, how do these guys last this long together without something crazy happening? Well, because they were winning. That, that was a big yeah. part of it. But even then, they like teams win. have, like, usually there's a power struggle. Even on a winning team, somebody's got more power, and they just push somebody else out, and they try to get their own guy in there. I, one relatable part that I kind of forget, we were at Buffalo Wild Wings this day. I might have been drinking. I, I don't know if I was super locked in on the game. I mean, I knew what happened. But I do relate with Rodgers. This is how the article opened. They basically called McCarthy, had one of the, you know, basically was the biggest pussy ever. In Coaching NFC with the aggressiveness of a sloth or something like that, I think is what he wrote. Kicked a field goal twice from the one-yard line. I would agree with Aaron, like, you're, what the fuck are you doing, you moron? You royal puss. And I, I would defend Rodgers on that. Like, you never forgive them for that. Because you look at the – look at Seattle. Like, when you're in it, Seattle guys were never going to forgive Pete for what he did in the Super Bowl for not running it. Like that, And it's just – it's understandable. For Rodgers, on that individual moment, when you already have questions about the guy, he screws you like that. And then later you find out in the piece that they basically called McCarthy like the fakest PA blue-collar tough guy in the league. Like he didn't hold anyone accountable. And Bostic, the guy that he should have caught for doing something stupid earlier in the game or fined or something, he didn't and was still on the team and was in the position where it hit off the guy's helmet and that's how they got well, Now the, you're getting into my next pick, pick, John. I forget the exact details of that part. So that but. one was Brandon Bostick should have been cut like months before. For doing something stupid or showing up late. I didn't even say what, but I loved that that part of the article, it's really not, it's probably not my next pick, but since we're talking about it, I'll use it, was that out of nowhere in this article that is exposed, like Bostick is just, just expo- like an innocent bystander just getting sniped in this article. Because he was one of the issues that upset people. And and it was right, you're right, to illustrate the point that like here's this guy who's like a no no BS, no nonsense guy, but his team didn't feel like he actually was that kind of leader, that no one ever got punished for anything. Cause that's what he that's what when you think Mike McCarthy, like what kind of guy he is, you're like, Oh, that guy's a PA guy, he grew up blue collar, he used to work, remember, in like a the equivalent of uh what's it called? Uh where you take money going onto a bridge. Toll booth or whatever. Yeah, he was a toll, like, I that's how see, I didn't. I didn't really. If you had asked me what's your perception of Mike McCarthy, I'd be like, ah, offensive coach. I didn't really have a real like. Yeah, well, I just remember perception. reading about him when he when he first got into football as like a GA. He had to make extra money, and he did that at night. Like he was just the ultimate, just kind of you know blue collar guy. And then you start reading like he's into massages, and him missing meeting for massages allegedly. Me, he denies to me. Is, uh, to me, it's up there. He denied missing a meeting. He did not deny getting massages. And I think it's fair to say that I believe that he missed a meeting for a massage. Or at least all the players thought it. And he was not at a meeting for whatever reason. Yeah, like to me, whether he was getting a massage or not, if there's ever a meeting where you're supposed to be leading the meeting and you're not leading the meeting and nobody knows why you're not leading the meeting, massage or not, massage just is bad optics, sounds bad. But to me, if, like if a player did that, they would get in trouble for missing a meeting. What I think, don't you think what makes him unique, because if you went to a lot of NFL buildings, like if you just went to an offensive meeting with the Patriots, you'd probably say there's no lock. Bill's going to be there. He's not the offensive coordinator. But when you're the head coach and you're also the offensive coordinator, 
Like if there's an offensive install meeting, I would imagine Bill O'Brien, Andy Reid, Kyle McVay, they lead the meeting. They are the play caller. And it felt like that was a connection where players were, this guy's kind of a fraud. Then he's getting mad at me on Sunday for fucking up. Where was he in the meeting when he was installing it? So you see, like to me, McCarthy, I think Rodgers looks by far the worst. McCarthy did not look great either. Like did he, did complacence the wrong word, but did he just get into a place where they hated each other so much, he just kind of did his own thing, did power kind of corrupt him? Uh, and I also think it it's the most unique team probably in pro sports because there is not like one human where like Jeffrey Lurie or Jerry Jones or Joe Lacob or anyone just goes, what's going on here? There's nobody. There's just nobody. I, I, I still don't exactly get like who does Mark Murphy answer to. I don't know if he does answer to anyone. Well, you if you buy a, a certificate. Um, that's the other thing, right, is like – that this isn't necessarily over. It's over between Aaron and Mike McCarthy, but it's not like the Packers chose Aaron over Mike McCarthy when they had a choice. There's really not a choice. You take Aaron and then said, all right, Aaron, we're all in on you. Who do you want the next coach to be? No, they hired Matt LaFleur and then they told Aaron and then they told everybody like two minutes apart or whatever. And it's, and Mark Murphy told him the report was don't be the problem. So, like, is this done? I I don't know. I mean, now, if 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 the bar for Matt LaFleur is just show up to meetings, be accountable, and be creative and different because the criticism was McCarthy hadn't changed, then maybe that'll be enough. But if Aaron's out there telling the guard to do something different, changing plays, I mean, it's insane. Well, to me, that's why, back to McCarthy, I read the article and go, I don't know if he's a lock to ever be a head coach, to get a head coaching job. Just because you're reading it and you go, he's got this all-time great player, and the player basically thinking, like, this guy's an idiot. And some of the basic, like, the most famous plays over their run kind of feel like Aaron drew him up in the dirt, which is not not believable, right? Like the Jared Cook thing, it's like – and the one unnamed scout was like, yeah, Aaron thinks a little smarter than he is, which is probably true. But he also probably knows what he's doing a little bit, right? Like, I do believe the Jared Cook play in the back of the end zone, what would that have been? Against the Cardinals, just to get him to, like, midfield so he could hit the Hail Mary. He had the guard fake so he could roll out. I mean, he's kind of genius. You're like, God, this guy is kind of a ma-. In his mind, I, I, I defended Aaron Rodgers where Aaron looked at Mike McCarthy go, goes, this guy is not my intellectual equal. When it when it comes to life and football, where Brady, at the end of the day, might go, this guy's a dick, this guy's an asshole, this guy will trade Gronk, this guy's smarter than me. I don't know so what happens with the end of the parents, day. John, but I don't know what happens with the parents. How can he say that Mike McCarthy's not his intellectual equal when it comes to life? Well, Mike tried to say, it basically like a father figure – it kind of felt like when he invited him over to his home, just Aaron to come, hey, come have dinner. Yeah. Like you're pro- you're probably going to regret this. It almost felt like, I, I, you know, you don't want to be buried with the, like, call them, reach out. Like, yeah. that felt like that's just a high-level person just giving you a little words of wisdom that's yeah. older than you, right? Right. And, and and Aaron was basically like, talk about football. You know, wasn't was that the thing? He didn't want to talk life with him. <laughs> Uh, all right, how about the uh, – what was the guy's name? St. Brown, the receiver? Don't you think, though, back to the famous play where he hits Jared Cook, 
pretty genius on the guard pull where he faked going and the defensive lineman went the wrong way and he like got a little extra space. Yeah, there is an ebb and flow that Rogers playing where he probably just has a better feel for it. He always felt like McCarthy calling the plays because that was the knock on McCarthy. They're like, God, he calls the stupidest plays. Right. Well, right? it didn't work out on the Saint Brown play. Even Saint Brown was. reiterated it. Like, yeah, I didn't. I don't really. We plays would come in. We we're like, what? Yeah. That's not really said, like, with Kyle. And but that's Andy. what I'm saying. Again, like, and it lasted 13 years with a coach that wasn't evolving, apparently. That was their criticism. He wasn't evolving. Well, he wasn't well, changing. Guy, for, about, for about 2010 to, like, 2015, they were beyond stacked. I mean, they had Rodgers. They had a big-time offensive line. They had Jordy Nelson, Randall Cobb, Greg Jennings. I always thought, like, ah, is Greg Jennings a little overrated? And then they listed his stats. Like, he basically averaged over 1,000 yards every year and, like, eight-and-a-half touchdowns. Like, he was really good for them, you know? And yeah, Michael but I'm just – but, John, winning or, running back. winning or not, if the organization felt like Mike is a detriment and Aaron is clearly in the right here, then you make a change. If you think if you think you're winning despite the coach and the only thing that can stop you is that the two of them hate each other, then you make a change. But you, but you know when you're, when you're winning – it's easy to overlook shit. It bandaids no problems. But, uh, like, I don't think it's, you know, the, the Cavs made many decisions for LeBron. And usually the, the, I, in the right. When I honestly not. don't think Mike – my takeaway is I don't know if Mike McCarthy's a head coach again in the NFL. No, I don't – well, yeah, I, I don't think so either. I'm just saying, like, LeBron – like, if Aaron Rodgers is the most talented player of all time, or at least the most talented quarterback of all time, like, people think, well, LeBron James got coaches changed. The organ, even when it was even when it was going well, right? They would still change coaches, and LeBron was good enough to overcome it. And I would say LeBron's probably more well liked than Aaron internally. The one thing, the one thing though, it did not say in that article, or maybe I was just it was long, so I started it skimming. It is that Rogers never went to anyone and asked for a change, right? He didn't push him out necessarily. Which to me is like, why? So like, like, what? Why? Why wouldn't like if you're going to do all this other stuff to power play it, dude? Come on. Yeah, just, you know, then you don't have blood on your hands, you feel like. Yeah, or maybe you just like the misery. Maybe you kind of, or maybe you like being a martyr. But it is, and it is kind of working, and you're kind of in control. You're afraid that the next guy that comes in will actually take control of the situation, and you won't be able because to be as free as you are. Would he have looked worse if it had said, you know, he went to Ted Thompson in 2014 and said, I want Mike McCarthy fired, and they didn't fire him? Uh it would have looked bad, but how could they not have picked him? Like, how could they not ultimately have picked him? They would have picked Rodgers. Right. I mean, there was nothing to pick. There was just like, to me, Rodgers was staying, was Mike going to stay or go? That, that's really, you know, like the Rodgers was picked the moment he won the Super Bowl. Like, he was going nowhere forever. It feels like Rodgers has like four MVPs. I don't even know, but... It's just one of those where you don't even need to look at his resume. Everyone just – I think even Brady said a couple years ago, like if Rodgers had been in New England, he might have won more Super Bowls than even I won. Like basically calling him the greatest talent he's ever seen. Yeah. So maybe he would have How been How many MVPs? He won, he's won two MVPs. Doesn't feel like enough. No. But about, I think he's you, been kind of the unanimous best talent. Did you understand – I had to read it really like five times to understand the sequence – with Carlos Rogers, was that Greg Jennings? Is that like, who that was? Yeah, he he didn't like Greg Jennings, so Carlos Rogers like 
So like, damn, you're good. Or oh, it was like, why the are you thing, running short routes? Yeah. The thing that threw me was like, the guy who just said I'm running short routes because it's a contract year was then offended when Aaron's basically said, yeah, you're not going to be back here next. Year. Like you guys should sign him next year. But my also takeaway from Greg Jennings is Greg Jennings doesn't pick what routes he runs. Yeah, I, well, like, I think he clearly was him. joking, right? Yeah, clearly he wanted to be there, and Rogers was like, "Yeah, sign him." And he was like, "What?" Could could Jennings have been saying, "Not I'm trying to protect myself, but like they're trying to keep my numbers down"? Something like it, maybe that's yeah. I, I didn't quite understand that part, but then when Jennings basically alluded to, like, I didn't necessarily want to leave, and then I realized like, Rogers didn't want me around. Like what the fuck? Because he because then he basically said, if I would have said, "Hey, Aaron, I hope they sign you," he would have been really butthurt, right? Right. He's like, it was the biggest asshole move I've ever experienced. It felt like Greg Jennings did not want to leave. Why would he want to leave, guy? He was kicking ass. No, he didn't want to leave. He was making the Pro Bowl every year. He was his number one wide receiver. All right, now, which St. Brown were we talking about? Why well, I never get... what What's 83's name? Oh, it's not him. Yeah, I Saint, I don't know their receiver. They, they got Dennis, they got St. Brown, they got 83. Osiris or you know, one of them. Yeah, but just the 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 play call comes in. He's supposed to run one route. Aaron tells him to run a different route. The play doesn't work, and the receiver for listening to Aaron gets lit up by the receivers coach for running the wrong route. He's screaming at him, "What are you doing?" I don't think telling a guy. We've heard countless stories where a quarterback will say, "If the play comes in, we realize they're probably going to do something." I tell the guy, "Hey, man, if he does this, do this." Like that happens a lot. Yeah, it just feels like Aaron was attempting to sabotage shit. Right? <laughs> like, he sounds Which really is difficult. Almost like, did they waste the last couple years? Yeah. That's that's my question. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I think by not making a change simply because they were winning, they they have they have um, wasted some of Aaron Rodgers' career. I agree. And now it's not like he's... Like, it takes guts to say, and I, obviously they've been so well run, but it takes guts to say, you know, I know we're winning, but this is not – we're not achieving what we could be achieving, and this is part of the reason why. I, I think it might be too late, guy, because now they're in a position where their backs are against the wall kind of with this young coach and they're, the pressure. If he were to go 7-9 and nine this year, it'll feel like a – anything less than a playoff burst is going to feel like a failure, guy. They have an enormous amount of pressure on the organization this season. I think part of this is it puts pressure on Aaron, too. Like, okay, one coach, fine. But if things get weird, like, you you are the common denominator now here, right? But I, I would say he's proven that he's really good and one of the best players of all time. If they suck, he could just be like, well, I got this guy that knows, doesn't know what he's doing. He does kind of have an out. Because the, you could argue the guy they hired probably shouldn't be their head coach. You could argue that, but I, I guess it, I w- I would argue that. But like, but hey, my response, think- yeah. But then I would say like, so you telling me you've had you've had the awful luck of two of the worst coaches ever. I mean, you're saying my, Mike McCarthy has one of the worst football IQs he's ever been around. Like, I I, I don't I mean, and then you yeah, got, it's hard for me. To do that. You just can't always you, be the guy you, getting screwed. Well, and you texted me yesterday. It's hard to make the case. He's basically calling McCarthy Jim Tom Sula. There, to me, there's a very high possibility that McCarthy's a tad bit overrated because of the situation, but he's not a bumbling idiot. Like, he's proven he can beat big-time coaches in big-time games, right? I mean, he's proven to be a pretty good head coach. Like, in fairness, he 
deserve another shot, I think. I don't know if he's going to get it because there are some legit questions now. But, like, Aaron, the chances to me that LaFleur is better than McCarthy are almost slim to none. Is that a fair statement? I get. I mean, I don't know. I, I can't even figure out what McCarthy actually did anymore now. And I don't know anything well, he was, about he's what been the, he's been the offensive coordinator the last couple of years. Yeah, I mean, I know. I mean, I think I know he's a good coach. I'm just saying, like, there's just doubt in everything now from from that entire marriage. Like at the end of the day, now, now if this guy's not as good as a football coach, so to speak, but he just evolves, he's he's better at what the NFL is today. Then maybe he is better. Guy, his record is 125 and 77. Yeah, because he had Aaron. That's what Aaron. That's that's. Would have to be, well, and he's not played. Have to. He's played. He's played in eighteen playoff games, and he's won ten of them. You know, here's the other thing, and you made this point to me yesterday. Like it's did pretty coach, powerful. Did coach Montana when a player goes on the record just ripping another player, like Greg Jennings did? Did coach Montana? You know, like he, to me, Jennings has been a pretty outspoken about Rodgers over the last couple of years. But yeah, you're right. No, you're right. You said it. I I just like it's. Because one of the things was there, like Greg went to a game when he was working and tried to go up to Aaron. Aaron wouldn't even acknowledge him. He's like, what the fuck? And so he started talking to like Mike and other Randall Cobb and other players. But you've also stated, and it's so true, Aaron has not had the best reputation for a long time. Like no one's ever been like, you know what? He's Tom Brady of the Midwest. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, he's prickly. Misunderstood. But I, I think there's no longer misunderstood. It's like, to me right now, it's no. fair to say, like, he's a little asshole. And it should start with his mom. Like, bro, listen to Mike on that one. You should probably call your goddamn mother. Yeah. But it might be too late. It's never too late, John. Any, anything else? I mean, there's a million. The article was long. People can tweet at us if we missed anything. Well, I just know this. If I was a Bears fan right now, I'd be like, we're in pretty good shape because I, I, I'm betting against that. Now, not yeah. the player because Rodgers has kind of kicked their ass over the years. But it's I think we've consistently see it's hard to shake kind of when the elephant in the room and everyone's coming in and the dysfunction thing. And now it's like every and everyone knows like. It's a weird situation. And they got two first round draft picks. That means they're going to have two new young influential players they're going to be depending on right i mean they got pick 12 and pick 30 it's and the pressure is going to be like it's not just oh we can be eight and eight this year that's that's not going to be okay and it shouldn't be you can't when you have a star quarterback but look at the division guy the bears are stacked and the vikings for as weird of a season they had last year just check their roster still pretty good Last, last I checked, didn't lose anybody. Like they got Anthony Barr back, they they still got all these guys coming back. H- how do they not finish third in the division? I I would pick them to not make the playoffs. And, and you're assuming Aaron Rodgers plays 16 games too. I'm assuming he's fine. Right. I'm not saying they're going to suck because if he's on the field, it's going to be hard to suck. But to me, they're seven and nine, eight and eight. Assuming the head coach is at least credible, there, there's a chance he's an abomination. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.